welcome to your Spiritual BFF podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Easter Johnson. Do you ever want to ask all your woo-woo, weird questions to someone, but don't know who to go to? Are you spiritually curious? Well, I'm your girl, here to guide you in all things spirituality, manifestation, crystals, energy healing, and more. Welcome to your awakening. Hello. Welcome back to your Spiritual BFF podcast. I'm Hannah, your host. Today's episode is going to be all about what the gift of being an empath is all about. Now, if this is your first time being introduced to this term word, empath, E-M-P-A-T-H, then I am so glad to be the first person to give you you know, an idea of what it means to be an empath to introduce this concept to you. Because when I was told or given the suggestion that I am an empath, I burst into tears because (laughs) I felt in typical empath fashion, I felt so felt like seen. I felt so seen. I felt so heard. I felt, oh my God, I finally understand. I'm not just a softie. I, it's not that I don't have a backbone. It's not that I need to toughen up hard enough, grow thicker skin. It's that I actually have a gift and it's being empathic. Now we all know the word empathy. Empathy is the, is the term different than sympathy. Sympathy is like, oh, you can feel bad for someone um, for their first their situation. But empathy is I can put myself in someone else's shoes. I can feel what they're feeling, not through my own lens per se. It's like literally I can understand what it would to be like go to go through and feel what they're feeling, to experience what they're feeling, experiencing. Not to say that all the aspects, so it would, I would never use this to say, oh, I, I understand your struggles, so you don't need to explain it to me. Not in that kind of like spiritual bypassy, really tone deaf way, but in a way such that you can truly grasp and understand something from someone else's perspective. It's not just pain that empaths feel, it's also joy. It's also a deep understanding of the energy of their experience, of the emotions of their experience and understanding points of views really easily. So you may be an empath, someone that experiences, or people call them highly sensitive people. I kind of use those terms terms interchangeably, an HSP, highly sensitive person, or an empath. You may be an empath or HSP if you feel things deeply. Here's an example. You're watching TV, and there's a movie, a TV show, or even a commercial, And it pulls at your heartstrings so much that it makes you cry. Now, this is not like Marley and me when the dog dies, right? Because I feel like most people cry at that scene. But you're watching a commercial about a grandpa playing with his kid. And you're like, oh my god. And this is not just the time where you're hormonal or you have PMS, okay? This is way deeper. Um, For instance, I'll, I'll watch a movie... I was watching Harry Potter the other day. All my Harry Potter fans out there, holla. And I was watching the part where Cedric dies <laughs> in the Goblet of Fire. And that just, oh my gosh, it breaks my heart every time. Not because I'm attached to the character because I'm not a diehard Harry Potter fan. But any scene like that in a movie will just crush me because I'm I'm in it like I am experiencing it. I am experiencing the heartbreak. I am experiencing the sorrow, the shock, 
the trauma even. So I will just like start tearing up. And my husband's always like, Hannah, you know, this isn't real, right? Like this isn't a real thing. I'm like, yes, but it could be a real thing. Um, Or you're somebody that you may be an empath if you watch the news and it's quite overwhelming for you. If you're, if you feel the energy of when big events are happening or have happened, have happened and you're looking back at photos or videos, um, for instance, 9-11 just passed the 20th anniversary on uh, two week, two days ago. And I was watching a couple of things in remembrance. I was looking at photos, um, that, the photographers had taken on that day and I'm just in tears before I realize I'm in tears. So it's not just a sense of, I can remember the tragedies. Let's think of the joyous times too, even, or simply you may be an empath or an HSP. If you walk into a room and you can sense the dense energy, you can sense that someone's just had an argument. You can sense that the energy is high in that space. You're you're affected by groups of people because you're feeling and experiencing what everybody else is experiencing, especially if you're with more than one person. I notice if I go out with friends, um, and I'm going to talk about this a little later, and I have another podcast episode called Grounding Techniques. Grounding and protection and boundaries are the most pivotal, most important things for impasse and highly sensitive people. So if you're identifying with this and you're like, yes, (laughs) there are so many struggles of an empath, but I'm also going to talk about their gifts. But I just wanted to kind of give a few examples of like, identify, are you a highly sensitive person or are you an empath? Both of those things interchangeably. You're able to really see through the unspoken words of other people. So they're not really being honest with you. You know, nobody's really saying what they're feeling, but you can feel what's being unspoken, right? Anxious energy. You're able to pick up on it really easily. Um, again, news, violent things that have happened, tragedies, you, you're really affected by those things. And not just in a normal way, right? Which we all should be at some level, but you're really affected by it. Um, it could really bring you down. Misaligned energy with what people are saying or what they really mean. You're able to pick up on that. Impasse and highly sensitive people can see through the bullshit. They can sense the bullshit. Um, also, another great um, way to kind of tune in if you are a empath, if you have a really strong connection to nature or animals. And a lot of people, even those people that don't identify as empaths, often have deep, deep empathy for animals. And this is part of what I'm going to talk about today in this podcast is this not argument, but the, 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 conversation around is being an empath nature or is it nurture? Are you born an empath and highly sensitive person or are you brought up that way because of your circumstances or trauma or you've had to be hyper aware of the emotions and attitudes of people around you? So I'm going to go into that in a moment too, but to continue to define and identify the qualities or experiences you might experience of an empath, um, you can literally feel the healing vibration of nature. You can feel and tune into without even thinking about it. This is not a logical, analytical thing that's happening. You're experiencing it in your body and your energy and emotions. The swirling, dense energy in a crowded room. All of these things. Think of small talk. If you are somebody that cannot deal with small talk, if you're like, oh my God, this is so draining, you could be an empath because again, you're sensing the energy underneath the small talk. Okay, so now that we've discussed a little bit about that, there's so many ways that being an empath can really feel like a burden. It can really feel like 
oh my God, why am I so sensitive? And I'm going to talk about that a little bit, especially from my perspective today. And I think a lot of people can relate. Um, I follow a few pages on Instagrams, Instagrams, Instagram that talks about this. And, you know, it's always hashtag empath problems. And while there are especially if you're in the depths of it and you haven't yet learned then you're an empath. This is the first you're hearing about it. You may be even crying like I explained when my therapist was like, oh, you're an empath. And I just burst into tears because I felt so seen like I never had before. And I suddenly felt that I wasn't wrong for being sensitive, that I wasn't wrong for feeling deep, very deeply. And I want you to know you're not wrong. You have never been wrong for feeling deeply. You've never been wrong for being a sensitive, compassionate, empathetic person. Many of us, if you've, you know, if you are resonating with this, many of us have been made to be wrong that we're so sensitive. You might have been told by caregivers, by parents, by teachers, by friends even, stop being so sensitive. Why are you so sensitive? Grow thicker skin, grow a backbone. Stop crying. You're too emotional. You're too much. You're too sensitive. Grow up. If this is you, I just want to reach out and send my energy to you in this moment. Give you a big hug. Just like a loving, accepting parent would. And say that you're not too much of anything. Everything you've done and been, every reaction you've had is valid. And that your sensitivity is actually your gift. Even when it doesn't feel like it, even if you're easily overwhelmed, it's likely that you don't yet have the tools to support yourself as an empath, as a highly sensitive person. And I hope I can support with that. While that hasn't necessarily been a pillar per se of my business as being a coach and an energy healer and someone that supports the spiritual guidance, it hasn't always been a pillar of my business, but it is becoming more because I realize there's so many people out there that still feel wrong for feeling deeply, for being an empath, for having a big heart, for being compassionate. And we're living in a world where that's not appreciated per se. It's not, they, it seems like, oh, they, they, they want me to harden up. They want me to grow a backbone, grow thicker skin instead of accommodating for sensitive people. So I grew up in a household that was very loud, um, lots of traumatic events, lots of chaos, um, lots of fighting. So it was very difficult growing up as a empath and highly sensitive child and not having that recognized. You just had to build up a barrier. You had to build up coping mechanisms to survive, right? So many of you may feel that way too. You may be in still as an adult in survival mode and your nervous system, that's my point. Here's another tool for you. Your nervous system is telling you we're still in survival mode because it's not safe for me to feel deeply. It's not safe for me to be sensitive. It's not safe for me to be emotional at work, at home, in my relationships, in my friendships, in in the activism I do, it's not safe for me to be the compassionate, soft one, bleeding heart. Some of those things that were thrown at me as pejoratives, as insults. And now I see them as gifts because I have 
through my own healing and my own healing journey and alchemy of the pain of the past and turning it into my gifts and turning it into my passions and turning it into what I love about myself. (laughs) Because yes, if you're listening to this, I hope to give you hope that there is light on the other side of the tunnel. You don't have to harden your heart. You don't have to harden your skin. You don't have to toughen your skin. You don't have to thicken your skin. You don't have to harden. What's best is to actually soften. We don't need any more hardness in this world. We don't need any more toughness. We don't need any more callousness. What we need is more people in their empathic embodiment authenticity with the tools to have boundaries, with the tools to be grounded, with the tools to speak up for ourselves, with the tools to be seen and heard, with the tools to regulate our nervous systems. So let's talk about that. You grew up in a household um, maybe that didn't honor your needs as an empath, grew up with parents, families, teachers that would say those some of those things to you that I described of too much this, too much that, too sensitive, grow a backbone, come on. We don't have time for crying. Let's go. I'm going to give you something to cry about, right? You grew up that way. Your nervous system reacts. Our nervous system is our internal alarm system. It tells us this is not safe. This is not safe. This is not safe. Fight or flight, freeze or fawn. Okay, so there's different levels of that. The holistic psychologist on Instagram has a beautiful post breaking down the basics of the nervous system in this way, what fight and flight means, what fawning means, and what freezing means, and what's happening in your nervous system. It really is an alarm system that tells us, basically, we're not safe. We're going to do one of four things. We're going to fight, be activated. We're going to flight. We're going to get the hell out of there. We're not going to do anything. Or we're going to get the hell out of there. Freeze. We're not going to do anything. We're going to freeze up. We're going to shut down. And we're going to fawn. Or, or that's the other one. Fawn. I'm going to abandon myself and placate everyone around me. And we, all, we, we oscillate between these, especially in a trauma response. So our nervous system holds the memories of the times that we perhaps expressed our truest self, which is to be sensitive or have a compassionate view about something, have a really empathetic reaction to situations, to being in public, to being the spotlight on you, to an argument, okay? And your nervous system holds that information. So when the next time it happens, it alarm bells and says, oh, remember last time this happened? We needed to get the hell out of there. We needed a flight. So what are you going to do? You're going to get the hell out of there. Instead of learning how to regulate our nervous system when we come into one of those four nervous system activations and come back to a safe and connected space in our nervous system, not in your brain, not talking yourself out of it. This is not a mind thing, guys. This is a nervous system response. And then once that is regulated, then it can be about the beliefs and the mindset work and the positive affirmations and, and, and more positivity, right? But if you're not addressing what your body's responding to, you can do your affirmations in the mirror all day long. I'm safe. I'm connected. I'm safe. I'm connected. It is safe to be me. It is safe to be an empath. Empath Being an empath is a gift. You can look yourself in the eye all day long and say that to you. But if your body is responding differently, your nervous system is responding differently, therefore your brain is responding differently, therefore your actions and your results are going to be a different story. 
So learning to regulate your nervous system is a major tool I'd like you to take away from this. And um, a great resource for this, the holistic psychologist discusses this on Instagram quite often. And Masha over at the Sunday Self, Sunday Self, S-E-L-F, Masha at the Sunday Self on Instagram is a beautiful resource for regulating your nervous system, understanding the nervous system, doing breath work to support your nervous system, and coming up with beautiful, healthy routines for your nervous system. Maybe I'll have Masha on the podcast sometime if she would oblige me. <laughs> but anyways, that those are two great resources for that. Okay, so that's a great tool for impasse. And it's new to me, actually, the past year and really the past three months have been exploring that more and supporting me. I always felt like there was something missing. I always felt like, ah, there was another piece to this puzzle. Got it. And that's part of your journey, too. If you feel overwhelmed right now, don't. You don't need to implement all these things at once. Whatever tools and resources I give to you, whatever one pops out the one to you where your body's like, yep, we need that one. Or your heart, your soul's like, yep, that one. Do that one thing. Don't try to do all these, okay? Because what happens to somebody that's empathic, that's experiencing all this in the world and from other people, let alone their own emotions, well, then they're overwhelmed. And what are you going to do? Your nervous system is going to be activated again. And you're going to go and fight. You're going to go and fly, fawn, or freeze, okay? It's a perpetual cycle, right? Choose one of these tools and, and begin implementing it. Begin looking into it. Begin practicing it. Reach out for support. Reach out for support to me. As an experienced empath, I'm not an expert, but I'm an expert in my experience. Okay, other tools. Other tools you can use as an empath. Um, Connecting to nature. This is a huge one. But it's also connected, that part's connected with regulating your nervous system. It's been said that, excuse me, it's been said that being out in nature actually does regulate your nervous system. Connecting with nature. Forest bathing. Checking out my empaths. There's a beautiful book called The Empath's Guide to Survival. It's the first book I read. After being told, hey, you're an empath by my therapist, and I burst into tears, went out immediately and got this book. Borrowed it from the library, in fact, public library. Shout out to all my people that still visit public libraries. <laughs> if you read enough self-help books like me, you'd be spending a small fortune every year. So I get a lot of them from the library or borrow from a friend. And then if I really love them, I purchase them. Hot tip for you for all my spiritual people out there that are addicted to self-help and personal development and spiritual practices that are just consuming, consuming, consuming. That is a great tip for you. Okay, the Impasse Guide to Survival gives you so many beautiful techniques. One of them is grounding and earthing and forest bathing. Okay, forest bathing is pretty, sounds pretty obvious. You're literally just, you're not actually bathing. You don't have your clothes off unless you can, but you're being in the forest and bathing in the energy of the forest, okay? Bathing in the energy of nature. Grounding, I have a whole podcast episode about it. If you're an empath, if you're a highly sensitive person, if this is resonating with you, go listen to that episode. That's your next episode. That's your next step. Don't feel overwhelmed by 15,000 resources that I'm giving you right now, which I'm going to try to keep it down just to five. Start there. Go to the grounding exercises and begin incorporating grounding into your day. The other thing is boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. And boundaries is something that also the holistic psychologist online really talks a lot about. And it's something I still work on myself. Um, a lot of people, this is like a big one that they say, oh my gosh, I am an empath. It's like, okay, do you have a hard time understanding what is yours and what is others? Do you have a hard time separating what is yours and what is others? Meaning you're out in public, you're out with a group, you're even with your partner, you're with your sister, you're with your best friend. 
You start feeling something. Maybe it's anxiety, fear. Ah, something just doesn't feel right in my body. What is going on? Why, why suddenly am I feeling like scared? Why suddenly do I feel sick to my stomach? Why that, that Thai food I ate earlier was good. It wasn't like a, you don't have to, you're not food poisoned. You're picking up on other people's emotions and it can be difficult, especially starting out with no boundaries, no energetic boundaries or otherwise, no grounding, no regulation of your nervous system. It can be difficult to discern what is yours and what is others. Are you experiencing the fear, anxiety of another person? Stranger or not? Or is it your own? Are you experiencing your own anxiety? This can be so highly overwhelming for people. I'm telling you, oh my gosh, it was so difficult for me to start discerning what was mine and what was theirs. Everything just felt like mine. Do you know how overwhelming it is to live in a world where everything feels like it's your fault, where everything feels like, oh my God, this is all mine. I'm experiencing the emotions and you don't realize it at the time. You could be experiencing the emotions of five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people at once because you've picked up, you know, things and energies and emotions from people being at the grocery store, being at your job, your partner, your children, a friend that visited recently. And if you're not clearing, if you're not grounding, if you're not creating energetic and boundaries, other boundaries, otherwise, besides just energetic ones, clear boundaries, verbal boundaries, physical boundaries, energetic, emotional, all of that energy is staying on top of you, staying in your aura, in your energy, in your mind, in your heart, you're experiencing it. And until you let it go, until you realize, oh, this isn't mine. That is the biggest takeaway I got from researching about empaths from ways to support myself as an empath from the books the podcasts instagram pages i followed is begin to discern what is yours and what is theirs it can be difficult to do this at first so be gentle with yourself be patient with yourself be open and curious okay that those are the two things be open and be curious the more you do that the more you're open and curious the more awareness you're going to have, the more non-judgmental awareness, let me rephrase that, the more non-judgmental, all my empaths need to hear that, non-judgmental awareness you're going to begin having about yourself and, and how you interact with people and crowds and friends and groups and spouses and realizing, oh, if I can begin discerning what is mine and theirs, I can let go of what is not mine and be in my experience And from there, I am able to put other tools and boundaries in place to protect myself, to be in my own experience, to process my own experience, to heal my experience, to meet my goals, to live a rich, joyous life. Then from that place, you can become anything. You can do anything. You can achieve anything. You can manifest anything. You can begin living your passion Because you're not distracted by all of the emotions and the energy you're holding of everyone else. And that's the gift of being an empath is understanding, wow, I I see things in a really unique way than most people. Wow, I feel things really deeply. I experience things really deeply, which gives me a unique perspective, which helps me see through the bullshit of 
people who are too scared to say what they think. It helps me see deeply into people and in their experience to support them, to be a healer, to be a coach, to be a teacher. Being an empath can be, if, if, if we were a society that valued emotional intelligence over what your degree is or where you went to college or who your family is or how much you can get done in a day, if we were a society that focused more on the emotional intelligence of humans and, and really valued these skills being an empath would be at the top of the resume. Being an empath, a highly sensitive person, understanding people deeply, being able to see through people's bullshit, be able to see things from a different perspective to help people progress in their lives, take a healing steps in their lives, to bring peace in their lives, to reach their goals. That would be at the top of the resume. You'd be at the top of your field. If that was something that's valued, I'm not saying it's not valued. I don't, I don't need to be discouraged by this at all. What I'm saying is there is a shift happening that this is becoming more important. That term emotional intelligence, I don't think was coined into the 80s. So we're still, and with things shifting, the energy shifting in the world, we're shifting from that masculine, this patriarchal era into the more feminine, into a new era of time. And these things are going to be valued more. People say, you're a people person. You're a great teacher. You're a great communicator. It's likely you're an empath and it's a gift. And, and here's the kind of the controversy is, is it nature, is it nurture? I'd love to hear your point of view. DM me on Instagram at Hannah Johnson Coaching. I did a poll on my Instagram stories recently with um, a beautiful page. Highly, highly recommend because I do post things about empaths on my page, but it is not my specific niche. It is incorporated. It's becoming a pillar of my business, but I'm. It's not just about being empath. Multifaceted, um, spiritual guidance. If you're spiritually curious, follow me there. I offer coaching, healing, um, coaching containers, healing containers, and support for empaths like yourself. But the realized empath on Instagram, the realized empath, that's her handle on Instagram, is your go-to guide on social media for practical applications, for awareness, for empaths, for tools, for you to be seen and heard. She's, she's got a great way of just pointing out things like, is this you? And here's a way you can support yourself. And hey, here's a reminder. Oh, yeah. Whew. It makes me, I feel so seen. I love her page. So um, highly recommend you give her a follow. But I found one of her her posts to be so interesting the other day. It was talking about being a highly sensitive person. And here's some things you might notice in your day-to-day to identify if you are and ways you can shift and create boundaries. And I got into my Instagram stories. I was like, what do you guys think? I have heard the argument for it's a nurture thing. And it's a nature thing. Nature thing being people are born as empaths. You're born as a sensitive person. You're born with this gift of being empathic so that you can feel and deeply understand other people. You can feel what other people are experiencing naturally. You're born with it. Or it's a nurture thing. I've heard people say for sure it's a nurture thing. You're born into a family that creates an empath out of you because you had to be strong, because you had to be tough, because you had to survive, because you had to watch and regulate everyone else's emotions around you. You felt responsible for other people's emotions. So what happened to you? You became specifically attuned 
to focus on other people's experiences, to adjust accordingly, to be a chameleon, to not rock the boat because it would create emotional and energetic changes in the dynamic of your family. So people argue that it's a nurture thing. What do I believe? I believe it's a mixture of both. I believe that, especially in my experience, remember I'm no expert, but I am an expert in my own experience and and um, I have a lot of experience with, actually most of my clients end up coming to me are empathic and highly sensitive. Um, my angel clients, such a gift for them. And I help them realize through coaching and guidance and healing that this gets to be your gift. It's just one part of the puzzle. But um, back to my point, <laughs> give my all my clients out there a shout out. That's you. Reach out to me. Love to work together and think about ways or uh, talk about ways that we could work together and I could support you. But that this is a balance between both. In my experience, I do believe I was born with innate gifts to understand people deeply, to have a heart for giving, to have a heart for understanding people. Um, I was totally born to be a teacher. I've wanted to be a teacher since I was, I don't know, four years old. And I believe I was born with that gift to be, it's a true natural gift the teaching is for me. Um, always has been truly. Um, not to toot my own horn, but it really is. Always knew I wanted to be a teacher really before, you know, some of the larger traumas and stresses of of life came around later, a little bit later in my childhood or midway through childhood. And also the experiences of childhood of of, of parents that were divorced and often consumed with the things going on in their lives, you know, doing the best they can, of course, not giving blame and this is where the whole holistic psychologist on Instagram really has a great perspective on this of the awareness about the the trauma and the experiences of your childhood and of your parents but also taking being completely responsible for for your healing in the process um anyways all that to say I'm not blaming parents but I've done a lot of work with that and if you're still at that point that's okay too um but realizing like I will have to meet a lot of my own needs and the needs of my parents. There's a lot of codependency happening. There's a lot of yelling, fighting, violence. There's a lot of abuse. There's turmoil. There's instability. Instability. There's tons of stress. Anxiety is rampant. No wonder I started having stomach issues in third grade. And I, no tests could find anything. Hello. <laughs> um. So yeah, there were, I had to adapt, right? I had to survive. Sometimes I had to stop being so sensitive and push it all down, shove it all down, create layers to protect myself, create coping mechanisms, create beliefs that would keep me alive and make me feel safe in my body, in my home, in my family. So yeah, I believe it's a mixture between nature and nurture. I really do. I'd love to hear your opinion based on your experience too. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear a difference of opinion. So don't be afraid to come in and be like, no, Hannah, it's all nurture. No, Hannah, it's all nature. <laughs> Please let me know. Um, get a little woo on you here. Part of me believes it's a mixture of both because part of me, lots of me coming, still coming out of the spiritual closet. I'm, a, I'm your spiritual BFF is the name of this podcast. But I am still being introduced to things all the time. And I'm still working on really understanding certain aspects about the spiritual journey, my spiritual awakening, and the things that I'm learning from this community. 
and coming out in my own time with being comfortable to say, I believe this as part of the witch wound probably of like being afraid I'm going to be burned at the stake for saying something that's maybe not mainstream or seems effing crazy. <laughs> I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I promise. Um, Cause I'm a very skeptical person by nature. So it does take me some time to really decide if I'm going to buy into something, but I just know in my heart's like, yeah, girl, <laughs> or if I have a profound personal experience, but this idea of we choose our parents, I was introduced to me a few years ago. And maybe as you're experiencing right now, my mind was blown and I was pissed. I was pissed. It was like, what do you mean we choose our parents? It's like, well, well, before we come, you know, our souls come to earth and we choose, you know, what our, who we're going to be here. And we choose our parents because we all agree and take in these soul contracts and decide what lessons we're going to teach each other, even if they're difficult, you know, because the souls, we don't have opinions about this. It's not like our humans, you know, negotiating a treaty, it's like, no, our souls are deciding this of what lessons, what experiences and what people, what souls, other souls can help us achieve these things to expand our soul experience, to awaken more, to up level, to um, alchemize, to awaken even more, reach enlightenment. I guess if you want to really get esoteric out there, um, you can hear the skeptic in my voice about the whole enlightenment thing, but becoming more enlightened to our own soul, I believe. So there is this belief that we choose our own parents before we get here. I was pissed about that because I was like, how dare I decide this? How dare I decide to go through all this pain? What the hell? And really through a lot of my healing and it's been years and years and layers and layers and layers and layers, much like an onion, I've come to the point in my experience that I no longer, 90% of the time, don't blame my parents for my experiences and where I'm at in my life right now and come to peace about it and come to forgiveness about it. And if you're not there again, it's okay, but I see you, I'm here for you. And that's part of why my work is so important to support people is because you get to be in that place and it gets to feel achievable and it, you get to have someone to support you along with. You can't even fathom forgiving your parents for quote unquote, what they did, what they didn't do to you, what they did do to you what they didn't do for you, what they did do for you. You can get there. But maybe that's not what you, what you want to hear either, and I understand that too. You get to be angry. You get to be resentful. You get to cut them off if that's what you need to do. It's all of those all of those things I just ex- shared were part of my journey. The anger, the cut, I'm cutting you off, I'm not talking to you, the blaming, the hate, the frustration, the sadness, the deep, deep grief, the acceptance, the conversations, the healing conversations, the forgiveness, the peace, the love. It all gets to be a part of your journey because you are a deep human being that feels things deeply and it is your freaking gift. And there's something about going through these things as an empath that creates a more authentic, abundant, whole, complete person, shining person, shining brightly that you get to begin stepping into. Because when you came to this earth, you forget that you created soul contracts. You forget that you chose your parents. You forget that you signed up for this. It's like kind of part of the deal. And then it's all remembering after that. 
that's what I say to people that I work with often one-on-one, especially in my new glow up program, which is a five week um, one-on-one program with me where we focus on the three things, three pillars, shadow work, inner child healing, and, and higher self guidance. If you'd like more information, please reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you about it. If you're ready to take that next step and up level glow up from the inside out. But I talk to them in the program a lot about <laughs> being, Oop, I just lost my train of thought, LOL. I was thinking about the Glow Up program. I was thinking about one of my clients who's just an incredible soul. All three of them right now are truly empathic, beautiful souls. Oh, I'm remembering. Here we go. Thank you for reminding me, guides, that, you know, a lot of this information I'm going to be teaching or sharing with you or guiding you towards or in the healing process and in the coaching sessions is not like new information. You know, this is not like proprietary information that only I have a hold to. This is not new information to you that you don't already know, this is a remembering. And you'll feel it. You'll feel like, oh my God, this is revolutionary idea. Why I had never thought of it like that? Why why isn't everybody doing shadow work? It's like, oh fuck, because you're remembering what it's like. You remember what your commitment was when you came to earth. You remember who you are. You remember your soul essence, your authentic self. You remember your passions. You remember who you are when you were born. You remember the joy You remember the love. You remember just the reckless abandonment of being a child, just running and playing and joking and not being afraid to be all the things, all the aspects, the quote-unquote good and quote-unquote bad. You, you, You forget what it's like to be that way. And so it's all a remembering. And I hope that's what this podcast episode has been for you. I hope you feel seen. I hope you feel heard. Know that I'm sending... So much love to you right now through the phone, through your earphones, through your earbuds, through your car, (laughs) through speakers. And please reach out if you have any questions, any follow-up questions. Again, I post quite often because my experience is an empath. So I I have a unique perspective again, gifts of an empath that I, I speak about this. And I think I share things in a way that people really resonate with. And because of what I've gone through and just being nurtured into an empath and of course my innate gifts of being born an empath and being a sensitive person get to feel things deeply and it gets to be your gift too so give me a follow over on Instagram at Hannah Johnson coaching and of course um, a few of the resources I quoted Masha at the Sunday self the holistic psychologist on Instagram and the realized empath again if you'd like to work with me have a five-week glow up program if you'd like more information check out my website hannahjohnsoncoaching.com but I hope this episode has been of high service to you I hope you feel seen, heard. I hope you took away some tools and guidance on where to get started. Again, if you feel overwhelmed, as my empath babes can often feel, I feel you. I hear you. I see you. Start with one, whichever one really tugged at you, whichever one you can remember in this moment. Start there. Take a listen to that Grounding Techniques podcast that are a couple episodes back. The book, the... um, Impasse Guide for Survival has an orange cover. I cannot remember the author's name right now. I apologize. The Impasse Guide for Survival, an orange title. And best of luck. You are not alone. Support is here for you. Reach out. If you feel called to reach out to a coach, a therapist, a friend, a book, a podcast, do it. Follow your intuition. That's the other thing. Last note, all my empath friends, your intuition is on fire. You are born with it. It is going to be your greatest gift. You are highly intuitive. You are a highly intuitive being. If you don't feel that, it's okay. It's probably shut off. You probably turned it off when you were younger because it couldn't be handled by your family, friends, caregivers. 
you have to survive, right? It's really difficult to be an intuitive, empathic child, let alone be a child at all, <laughs> living in a, in a household or a world, even your parents did the best they could, could have been difficult. You had to turn that off. You had to hide it. You had to push it down. You had to ignore it. You had to completely shut it off. But you get to realize your true light. You get to turn your light back on. Because when you are shining your light, it's not too bright for others. Even if they say, oh, put it away. I got to put on my sunglasses. You're too much or too this, right? When you shine your light, you're giving permission to others to shine their light. And if it's a dark time and you're only only one shining the light, it can seem too bright, but it's not. Because you're giving permission for others. Like, hey, look, look what's possible for you too. You are helping others to remember. Here it is. So beautiful. Come full circle. This is channeled right through. Love this episode. I'm hoping you're enjoying it. I'm going to wrap it up here. You are having a remembering, but you are also helping others remember their true authentic self, their light. They get to remember to turn on their light. They get to remember to share their light. They get to remember that they don't need to dim their light. They never needed to. It was never required. You didn't need to. But sometimes things happen and you felt like you had to. You felt like you had to be safe. That's okay. But you don't need to be in survival mode anymore. You get to be in thriving mode. But we need to address what's happening in survival mode first. So you get to take the steps, pull back the layers one at a time. Take your time. There's no rush. You are not behind. If you're learning this information for the first time, you're like, oh, Hannah, I'm hearing your experience. I want to be there. Why am I just learning about this? This is too late. I'm behind. You are not behind. You are not too late. You are learning this in perfect divine timing. Perfect divine timing. Take it one step at a time, one layer at a time. You don't need to rush. You are not behind. You are not late for anything. You are right on time. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. I love you sending all my impasse out there. A big hug. Reach out to me if you need anything. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.